So anyways, don't even ask. I'm just kidding. I love it. I love that uh, this isn't about me. I love that I don't have to carry that weight and that there's so much in all of us. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I am, I'm probably going to be, well, I say I'm going to be sitting most of the time today, but I'll probably get up and run around. I couldn't stand still and during worship either, um, but I've just, I've been recovering from kind of like a little stomach bug and it had me up all night last night, so pray for me, don't get close to me, Um, but I am, uh, but I'm, I'm restoring myself like David, huh? I'm, 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 I'm being lifted up, um, and so I'm, I needed to be here, um, and, and I wanted to be here, and I'm excited to be here. It's awesome. So, um, you ever wonder why we come together? I heard a lot of, Chris said it, Ben said it. I've thought this before I was even put in this place. I've thought about, like, I understand, you know, biblically what, you know, what it says about the assembly and us gathering and all that kind of stuff, but, like, the the real purpose of, like, especially once I got here, like, why am I getting up and speaking? <laughs> why am I getting up here all the time? And and Yahweh has reminded me of of the, the scripture that I put, um, I talked about, I think, last or a couple weeks ago, that I had on my chalkboard in my, uh, in our guest bedroom, which used to be my, uh, <laughs> my home office about four years ago, and I've never wiped it clean, but it's, it's the, uh, it's that scripture, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters for the restoration of my soul. And, uh, you know, I talked a couple weeks ago about the difference between the heart and the soul. The heart is that inner man, that lab. That's what the Hebrew says, that that is, the, the, the Bible talks a lot about, do not let your heart be troubled. Guard your heart. There's something about your heart, your inner man, who you are, that needs to be, remain intact and not be troubled. That's your very nature. But it also talks about there needs to be a restoration of our soul, right? Because we do walk in days. We do walk in troubling times. On the outside, a lot of times things don't seem perfect. They don't seem like how you, you, you would think them to go and... Uh, and I'm not saying that this is the only place for that. We have to get to a place where every day, I mean, I've got two kids and I've got two jobs and I've got a, a, a lot, you know, that I have going on through the week. So, I mean, I am constantly having to restore my soul. It's not here, but what an amazing opportunity it is to come in here as a people gathered together and be able to restore our souls. And so I, I, I think the reason I, I've been asking this question all along throughout these past couple months is like, you know, maybe I need to be in a vein, you know? Like maybe I need a 12-part tape series on one topic, you know? Like maybe there's something that I should just be speaking about, but that's not what I'm here to do. And so I just want to, I want to encourage you, I, I I don't know, uh, you all seem with me, for me, and, 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 with all, and I'm with you, for, for all of you, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that if it seems like I go from here to there, to everywhere, and I'm not just on this one track, I promise you that I am. If you've had ears to hear and you've listened to what I'm saying, 
I do have a purpose here. Now I talked about, I'm not, I'm not, I, I want to, I wanted to be clear that I'm not here to build this church. We are building, but we're, that's a byproduct. The people that may come, you know, everybody else that we reach, like that, that's a, that is a byproduct. And it's not my goal to become relevant in this community. I'm not trying to, just because things look different, sound different, we'll continue to look and sound different in a greater way starting this week, hopefully, right, Jerry? Um, there's, this man's working like crazy. He keeps, he said, he calls, I'm, I'm his job security. So, uh, uh, but, I mean, I, I, it, it disgusts me, honestly, to look around. I, I've watched, you know, certain pastors or preachers, uh, you know, it's, it's like, I swear, they're doing everything they can to become relevant, but there's only one thing that will make you relevant, and it has nothing to do with the lighting, the sound, or the looks of everything. It has everything to do with the Holy Ghost, because he changes, and that's your connection to the heart of the Father. Man, I, I, look, I look at some of these, these, <laughs> these older, you know, pastors that they see all these things like Bethel and all these different things that are seeming to be effective, and I love, I love Bethel. Like, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is they look at that, and they go, man, that's what, that's what it's got to look like. That's how I grow my church, and I can just see them in the mornings getting up and looking in their closet at those skinny jeans that they should not own <laughs> and having a fight every morning going, I know I got in them last week. How's it going to happen this week? And, and when they get to lunch, it's, oh, glory, hallelujah. Like, like I, I'm saying that in a funny way, but I, the reason I'm saying that is, is when you see certain things changing, when you see me talking about stuff, when, when I'm up here and things start to look different, understand that it has nothing to do with relevance, right? Like, it has nothing to do with relevance because the only thing, as I say many times, that I am led by is Holy Ghost, and that's the only thing that we will be led by in this house. So don't get, don't get confused or don't get it, you know, mistaken by the, by the smoke and mirrors as I talk about. Like, man, I love that stuff. It's cool. It's awesome. We're going to get cool sound. We're going to do all these things. Like, it's going to be great and fun, and it should be. But understand at the core of us, we're founded, as I always say, you might not, you, we might be building something, and as the house is built, you see less and less of the foundation. You may not see it, but you'll always feel it. Because we are, we are founded by Apostle Ball here. And before that foundation, we're founded by Yahweh Almighty God because he called that man here to establish this house. He, he called him here to establish this house and establish this people. So we're moving into a different day, a new day. We're in a new day. And if you, look, if you look to me as the source, if you look to whoever's up here as the source, you'll miss it 100% of the time. If you're coming here to get revelation only, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to give revelation, things that Yahweh has spoken to me. Ben's going to do that. Chris is going to do that. Sandy's going to do that. You are going to do that. That's going to come, and it's awesome, and we need it, and that's what we're founded on. But if you are not seeking your own revelation throughout the week, if you are not faithful to go for that, then you're missing it. Because Apostle came here to, to equip us, Right? Fivefold ministry, equipping of the saints, yes? Awesome. You're equipped. All right? So, so, so what I'm saying here is, is, is if you are equipped and you are still coming here to get everything, 
You're missing it. You have a responsibility. This is a relationship. This is not, this is not between my, this, this is not, this is not Yahweh's relationship to you through me or through anyone else. Yahweh has led us to a place, like Eva talks about this is hilarious. She says, it's like we're a bunch of like 40-year-olds still living in our house and Yahweh finally is like, get you out. Like time to walk on your own. You know, like, like we're, we're in a place now where it is, it is that relationship with the Father. Not that it hasn't always been, but I feel like we're in a place of guiding and leading and training. This has turned from a training ground to a proving ground. Amen? Like this is, this, will, this evolves, right? Like Apostle Paul, amazing quotes here, which is the greatest wordsmith ever. But he says, you cannot build a monument to yesterday's revelation. He also says that you cannot move forward in the future by keeping your eyes on the past. So what I'm saying is don't look for this to look the same way. And I'm also saying step up. Step up. That's a challenge. Don't come in here. Don't come in here after you've had a a, a week of, of, of nothing. There can be times of that. There's times where you get so busy. And but Yahweh is trying to walk in a relationship with you. And you can come in here and receive. That's great. But how much greater will it be when you give? And you don't have to give by speaking or having a platform. You can give by putting your hand on someone's shoulder and saying, man, Yahweh spoke to me about you this week. And I, and I just want to tell you I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. Just seeing someone's face and looking in their eyes, that can be enough. But come with a heart to give. Amen? Apostle Aaron, I, I got to spend a couple days with him this week. Not that I need to hammer that point home at all anymore, but it just, it's a great way he says this. It, I had an awesome time with him. I got to, uh, he was here just for a, a quick time. I got to walk around the building, tell him some things that I'm thinking, share some, you know, uh, revelation truth that's coming to me. He's sharing with me. And I, I mean, I felt like this past time I got to relate with uh, someone I've known forever in a completely different way, and it was beautiful. Um, but I, uh, but one thing he talked to me about at breakfast is he said, you know, it's awesome, like, we're mature sons. We're mature sons and daughters. We hear that a lot. We're mature sons and daughters. We've, we've been equipped. Like, we're mature sons and daughters, and there's so much freedom in that, right? It's awesome. There's freedom in that. You know, it's not about this law. It's not about the doctrine. It's not about these things, things that maybe have gotten us here, but it's not about that. It's your relationship with Yahweh. But he also says this. He said, but you don't have an excuse anymore. If you're mature, if you've walked in this thing, what's your excuse? You know, like, like there is a responsibility. There is, there is a relationship here. Receive for yourself. Seek those things, those hidden things out, as Ben keeps talking about. Seek those things out. Engage this time. Engage, en- engage with your family. Engage with this time here. And that's my soapbox. I'm going to jump off real quick. I don't know why that's not really what I had to say this morning, but I just, I wrote it down whenever I got in here. and I was just like, man, for some reason I'm going to say that. You know what? No, I'm not done. Because I want to say something about, about uh, a, a brother, and I'm already up, um, a brother in this house that I just, I, I had something awesome happen this week, and I got a call. And I already, I already uh, approved this with him that I can share this. 
Um, but this goes to that thing about relationship, about the one-on-one and not really the one through one to get to one. Like it, it's about the, the one-on-one relationship. And, and, uh, and Samuel Clement, you know, we, we sent him off to, to Orlando. Um, um, he came and talked to me about this. He's, um, I'm not exactly sure of the program or whatever. It's not important to the story. But he's, he, he had told me when he, he came up to talk to me about this that he was going to go to Orlando this summer to be a part of this, this program. He said, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm here with my relationship with Yahweh, but I just feel like there's a next level, and I feel like he's calling me to this. Like, I feel like this is where I need to go. I need to get away from what I've, what I've known, not here, but his friends, his in realm of influence, and he just said, I need to separate myself and go there. And I was like, man, we can get behind that. We're all about that, and we're so excited. Well, he's been there for, he was there for, he left Friday, and he called me Monday or Tuesday, and he, uh, and he and I see the the phone call and I pick it up and I was and I was like, hey man, how's it going? I was expecting him just to be excited, telling me. I said, Mark, I got to tell you something. And I was like, oh gosh, these are those pastoral moments and I'm not used to and I don't know what to do here. Oh God, <laughs> time for praying. The Holy Ghost is over. What do I say? And he said, I got to tell you something. I'm shaking right now. And he said. He said, I don't know what this means, but I, I have fully given my life to Yeshua. Like, I, I've fully made the decision for myself to walk with him. I've given it all up. And he said, and I don't really know, know what that means because, you know, really, I, I've, I feel that, I've, that I've, I've always, you know, I, I, being a part of this house, like, I've accepted Yeshua as my Christ. I accepted Yeshua, you know, as my Savior. I believe in everything we're talking about. But there was that next level, and I, and I didn't know how, how I was going to get there or what that even means. And he said, I still don't even understand this to the fullness, but I do know that I feel him, and I feel his presence, and he is within me, and I know him in a deeper degree than I've ever known. If that's not what this is about, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. It's about that relationship. It's about accepting for yourself and not looking for someone to, bur- to, to, to share that burden with you necessarily or, or for you, but to be able to give everything, all that you are to him, to give it all up. That's what this is about. And so the fact that one of our brothers who I love so much has taken that step, it, man, come on, that's, that's reason to rejoice right there. That's reason to rejoice. That's awesome. Man, okay, maybe I'm done with that. Um, I'm not done with that, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, how many of you enjoyed the pasta dinner Wednesday night? That's a reason to rejoice too. Glory, hallelujah. Uh, Miss Julia, she's the queen. She, she, she is, uh, she's amazing, and, and, and the food was incredible, and the fellowship was even better um, of course, my mom had a big part to play in that, and thank you so much, mom, for when I gr- growing up, we didn't just get to have birthday parties. Like, there were themed birthday parties. Like, like it, it's not, not just cake and ice cream and, like, let's get it. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. She's going to go all out, and we're going to have a theme. It's just how it is. She still tries to give me themes for my 30-year-old birthday, you know? Like, it's, it's like, oh, we could just do sailboats, and we could do this, and like, mom, no, dinner, we'll be okay. Um, 
<laughs> but I love her, and she, and she, I mean, I don't know, whoever was there walked into a, 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 an Italian cafe. I mean, it was beautiful, so thank you so much, Mom. Um, but when I was there, uh, I walked by Pastor Chuck Yearsburg, and he stopped me, and he started to talk to me about something that's kind of propelled what I want to talk about this morning. He started to talk about the storms we've had. He talks about the hurricanes and how lately, really, those things have not hit directly, and he believes that he and Julia and others have been speaking against that, and Yahweh's not letting them touch us. Um, and, and so, and like, it's something I've seen. I've seen firsthand my wife whenever we were, um, we were dating. I think we were in college or something. She, well, she was pretty new to this house, and, you know, listening, soaking up everything Apostle was talking about with, you know, uh, you know her, her Holy Ghost and the power that he gives you and stuff, and I remember we were sitting out on a beach uh, one day, and um, no one was out there, and all of a sudden, this, I see these massive storm clouds coming, and I'm like, oh, well, that's it. Um, let me shake off this towel and, uh, and get all of our stuff in the cooler, and we're going to have to head out, and she, and she was like, she was like, no, I, we're, I'm going to speak to this storm, and I was like, Sounds good. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, and she's like, and she's like, uh, she just start, gets up, and she just starts speaking to that storm. And I am not kidding. I watched the thing just turn and literally go away. And I was like, it's good. Uh, I'll teach you a few new things next week. You're, you're, you're growing. You're doing good here. <laughs> Man, and, but it challenged me, and, and then, uh, and then I, I remember my, my brother, Jonathan Murner, for my wedding, uh, we, Eva and I got this really nice place, the, 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 the Grand, is it the Grand, uh, in Destin, and it's, there was this beautiful, uh, like, balcony-type thing that, you know, overlooked the Destin Harbor, and it was going to be amazing, but here was kind of the deal. So it was going to be quite a bit, and it was, and the options were, you get this amazing view of the Destin Harbor, and it'll be beautiful, and it'll be great for all of your guests, and you'll have photos that you'll just love and everything. However, if it rains, the only option is to go into this library that overlooks McGuire's Pub, and those are your two <laughs> options. <laughs> so we were the, I mean, we're, I was like, three months in advance, like, trying to get the weather, you know, like, how, maybe this is accurate, like, you know, what's the storms going to be like at that time? Well, anyways, as it got closer and closer, it became pretty imminent that there was storm, that these storms were going to come, and, uh, and they, it was, when we pulled up uh, for our rehearsal dinner that, that Friday night, I guess, uh, it was dark, and it was nasty, and it was Three, and it already looked like it was midnight. It was horrible, and it was, there were so many bad storms. There was, I think it was like an 85 to 90% chance, maybe higher, of storms the next day, all day, in the morning, and, uh, and Jonathan came and he said, nah, that ain't gonna happen, and I was like, Jonathan can be that way. He can kind of be like, no, no, not, not gonna happen. I'm gonna talk to this thing, but he literally was walking in this moment of just like, that's, that's just not gonna happen. Like, we're not going to let this happen. And so he went out by himself and stood on the beach and spoke to it. The next morning, we woke up to the most beautiful, glorious, awesome day. I look at the weather app, 0% chance of rain. Is that awesome? But 
it still always bothered me, honestly. Like, this spiritual authority thing, this, this like, because I've seen so many kingdom people, uh, so many Christians, or so many just religious people walk in this thing as if it's a given. As if it's just like, you know, and there's not, it's not effective at times. And I'm like, you know, if we have spiritual authority, if we're walking in this thing, like, it should be effective. Like, that should not be weird. That should not be out of, the, out of the ordinary that we can speak to a storm and make it go. So it's always really bothered me. It's like, it's almost like this, not confidence, but almost arrogance. It's like we wear it like a crown. Like, that's what we got. And we talk about kings and priests. Well, really, it should be priests and kings. And the reason I say that is because when you think about priests, I immediately get probably the same thing you get. And I think of like this big gold, you know, chess piece with uh, all these jewels and like a pope hat or whatever. And it's like all religious or whatever. But it's not talking about that. What the priest part of that kings and priests represents is the face-to-face, is the intimacy with the father. Because from that standpoint, you can walk as a king. So when we say kings and priests, I know it's just a little technical thing, but hey, my apostle did this, so I'll do it myself. It, it should be priests and kings. So I, I really, it, it's always been something that, that, has, that has gotten me and has bothered me. And I realized that, you know, natural authority you know, when we walk in natural authority, there's a lot of requirements there. It could be inherited. It could be, uh, it could be um, a qualification, my favorite word, if you're qualified. And, uh, and it, could be, um, it could be tenure, whatever it might be. There's a lot of qualifications to walk in natural authority, you know, that you get. You get, you know, you're proven to be able to be there. But I believe that spiritual authority, that which Yahweh gives you, is based on one thing. And that is the relation of your heart to his. Because if you think that you can come out here and walk, in fact, you know, Chris, you talked about um, the, the story of Peter on the water. Like, it, there's a whole lot to that. But, but usually the times that you have authority in, in, in the kingdom when you are close with Yahweh, when you are walking in that, are the times that you seemingly have no authority. You should not have authority in this situation because it requires him to show up. It requires him to step in that, in that gap. When it seems like you're already in this, this is a place, you've already got this, this place of authority and you can speak from whatever else, like there's nothing there. But when, when you seriously have lived as, as a priest, as a priest with him, as you, as you have engaged his heart, you know exactly what he does. It's what Yeshua did. I do nothing I don't see my father do. You know, I, I do everything that I only, whatever, however that's said, you know what I'm saying. He, he saw, he was so close with his father's heart, he knew exactly what his father desired to do. So he wasn't going out there and just healing this person or that person or whatever else. Like it was not, a, it, he was doing what he saw his father do, which made him effective. That's where spiritual authority comes through. And I want to tell this story of, um, of, of, of this past, I guess, two Wednesday nights ago. We had a beach service. And uh, it was really, 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 really awesome. And I always say this thing, it's like I keep planning these things or doing these things and really I just think it's a cool idea. You know, I'm like, oh, that's fun. I love the beach. It'll be awesome. And then whenever I get to them, I'm like, why did we do this? This is, <laughs> I don't understand why I even planned this whole thing. Um, 
then it always turns out that it, it was planned by Yahweh, that there is a purpose in it. And so what happened was, is, is this is just from my perspective, honest perspective, what I was feeling that night. And I, uh, I, had, uh, I had gotten there, and it was already kind of a little bit cloudy, a little bit stormy, and I don't know, it was just like, uh, it kind of gives you that mood already, like you're just like not too upbeat, like for a beach service. And we get out to the location that we've chosen, and it's like the pier, but you have to walk down really far, and then where we're, and there's like a lot of people there, and there's people set out for the sunset, and I immediately kind of was like, oh no, like this is going to be a little bit awkward. And then the thing to, because I'm not used to this, and you know, I didn't know what I, if I had anything to speak, what I was going to have to speak, I didn't want Chris and Emma and all the musicians to feel awkward, or it just to be like some weird thing, like Yahweh, why are we here? All of these kinds of thoughts are swirling around my head, and I had asked my brother-in-law to help with, uh, Derek, to help with um, getting some sound set up. He was working with Pastor Jeff to make sure that we had sound uh, uh, out there, um, and my idea was, I told him, I was like, listen, because Derek can... He can do things big. Like he's, he's a, he can be about the production. And I was like, okay, listen, I just want us to be able to cut through the wind and the waves. I just want to be able, our people to be able to hear us. Okay, I don't want it to be a production. So I'm sitting out there and Chris shows up, which I was like, Chris, man, you can't do this to me because he hadn't eaten and he was just kind of like, oh man, yeah, it's going to be. So be good, man. Come on, it'll be good. But he was like, we could just do acoustics. And so I'm like, yeah, we just need to do acoustics. Like, and here comes Derek in a U-Haul, <laughs> in a U-Haul production truck, pulling up, we're set up over here, and I was like, oh my God, like I'm just feeling terrible, and, and so we get over there, where, you know, Andrew and, and Pastor Jeff and Chris and, and a few of us are, grab all these speakers and different things that we're walking back, and by the time I get over there, Joanne shows me her app, and she's like, just letting you know, if we're going to set up all these speakers and stuff like that, there's, there's a storm coming. Like, it, it wasn't supposed to, but it, it looks like it's, it's headed our way. And I was like, I actually was thinking, I'll be honest with you, at that time I was like, yes. Hey, Derek, <laughs> listen, man, uh, I don't want your equipment to get messed up. I really don't. Like, that's, that's what I'm worried about, and I just don't want your equipment to get messed up. So let's go ahead and load that back up in the U-Haul. I'll do it myself if you need me to. Don't worry about it. We're so thankful for you, though, brother. Thank you so much for bringing this stuff. It's good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Derek says, it's here, man. I got tarps. We'll throw it over there. I was like, no, but you don't understand. Like, we don't want to be responsible if your equipment gets messed up. And there's a storm coming. And he was like, we can carry it back. We're good. It's like, oh. So he's like, it's your call, man. I'll do whatever you want to do, and I just was like, all right, fine, we'll just go set it up. Well, so we go out there, we set it up on the beach, we're pouring sweat already, trying to get it out there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible, this is going to be bad. I started to get all these reports of people that aren't going to be able to make it, and I started to think about, about all of us and, and, and who might not want to be out there, and why did we do this in the first place, and we're going to have five people standing out here with these big speakers, and these people on the pier, and everybody else are going to be looking at like, oh, that's a cool church, awesome. We're evangelizing Bay County. And, uh, <laughs> but we set them all up. And sure enough, I'm, I'm walking up to my car back from the beach and I, to get something, and I can already hear my brother-in-law there, hey, hey, test, check, check, check. And it's literally like, you hear me? That's what it sounded like in the parking lot. And I'm like, oh, good glory. Yahweh, why are you doing this to me? 
check, 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 check. One, two, check, check. Rockabay County. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we, so we get out. So I'm like, I'm just like walking, like dragging my feet in the sand at this point. And we get out there, and uh, and, and and people were already like, my God, like I mean, literally, like people are walking out there, like, man, what? We're ha- we have to walk all the way over there. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll give you a piggyback ride if I have to. Like, I'm so sorry I did this to us. I I don't. This is terrible. Bad idea. So that you know, a couple people come. Don Barter was there complaining already, and it was just, it was really, it was really irritating, and so, uh, and so I just, it was just bringing me down, man, and so, uh, (laughs) so, uh, so we get out there, and I, and and I, and my wife, this was when she was not feeling well, and the boys were home, and so she wasn't gonna be able to be there, and so I just, and Ben wasn't there, who is usually, like, my uplifter kind of guy, like, if I'm down, he's going to bring me up, and he does that with a lot of people, and he's not there, he's out of the country, and it's just, oh, my, why are we doing this? You got my vibe? You, you, can, you, can you feel where I was at? Yeah? You, you there with me? Ev always tells me that I take too long to tell stories, and she'll, what she'll do is I'll be telling the story and going through and saying all this kind of stuff, and she'll wait until the punchline. She's just, like, sitting there, like, and then it's this, and I'm like, Eva, are you serious right now? Like, I did all that work, and you just took all the glory. So anyways, but I want people to feel where I'm at and be there with me in the story, okay? So that's why I tell it like this. So, I'm, uh, so I, get back out to the, I get back out to the beach, and, um, and Derek's still checking the mics. I'm like, man, they're good. They're hot. Everybody can hear them. We literally, like, Bay County does hear us, so chill. <laughs> I even told them, because they started to warm up, and I was like, man, you got to bring that down. Like, that is super loud. I said, I just want us to be able, he's like, I'm good, I'm good. And he's got his iPad, and his, I can see him turning it up, and I'm like, God. So I, uh, so I immediately, I grab my phone. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm feeling bad, and, uh, and I grab my phone, and I'm about, to, I'm about to text Eva and just, you know, be a little crybaby, and... Uh, and tell her, my, I shouldn't have done this, and this is that, this, that, and the other, and this isn't working out, and blah, 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 and why do I have to do these things, and complain like I can do, and I just, and I just got checked in my spirit, and Yahweh said, don't do that, don't, don't speak that over this situation, don't do that, I, I, I've given you grace for this situation, I've called you to this, so don't do that, so I was like, all right, I just knew it, threw my phone down, and I said, I'm stepping away from this, I was like, you guys warm up, cool, leave my phone here, and I'm going to walk down this beach, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray in the Holy Ghost. And, like, we haven't forgotten that. Let's, let's remember, like, that is, praying in the Spirit is, it's, the Scripture talks about that's building up our faith. That restores us. That's a great tool to have. It's, it's even better that we can speak and prophesy and everything, but that is for us. That is for you. You should build yourself up in that. So I walked that beach, and I just shackalacked all the way down it. And, um, uh, and, I, and about the time I was, like, looking at my watch, and I was like, all right, I got to get back. And I turn around. I start seeing you guys. I start seeing family after family after family. I start seeing people walk by and talking to people and asking about what we're doing. I start to see people hanging off the pier videotaping our musicians and what's happening out there. And there's just all of a sudden there's this huge group of us there excited, ready to receive, ready to give. Like, it was it was incredible, and I, and I wasn't planning on speaking. I, I was planning on saying something, maybe just like, thank you for being here. Chris, take it away, you know, that kind of deal. 
But Yahweh just put it on my heart to start to speak to the hopelessness of this land. We talk, you know, Yahweh's given us that mandate of, of not just evangelize, but what we talk about is redeeming, redemption of Bay County. And, and, uh, and in that, that's a grace that we're able to walk in. And I'm not talking about grace like, give me a little grace, I'm not feeling that great this morning. I'm talking about like the grace that is favor, that is power, that is, that is, that is a covering that when Yahweh calls you, you see, because Peter, Peter, Let's go to that story real quick, okay? Because, <laughs> of course, Chris, he, he, he nailed it already. But, um, but you know, Peter, when he, when he, when he was on that, on that lake, you can just see Yeshua sitting out on the shore, like, trying to get his tan on. And, and, and Peter is out on this boat with his brothers, and they're hanging out, having a good time fishing on the lake. And then this storm comes. This storm comes, and it starts shaking, and, and they're freaking out. And you know Yeshua's over there like, oh, what in the name of me? Like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to have to go out there and help these guys. And so he, so Yeshua, he could, you know, fly over there or, you know, swim over there, do some breaststrokes or something. But he steps out on the water and he's, he's like, because I'm going to make a point here. And he walks out onto that water. And Peter himself asks, he basically is like, you know, these guys are ridiculous because no matter what Yeshua does, it's always like, prove yourself. And, uh, and he's like, you know, Yeshua, if that's not, if it's not a ghost, if it's you, then let me walk out there to you, right? It's something that he asked for. It's something that he desired. But here's the problem, is that you should never assume grace. You should never try to act. I've seen this spiritual authority thing. Don't try to utilize that if you're not close enough to his heart close enough to the Father, building that relationship, that you, you know, you know that this is something you're called to. Because when you're called, when you're invited, you can step in all the grace and authority that you could ever want. And so that's where we are. And so what happened is Peter, Peter steps out, and in the beginning, he's like, this is a pretty cool deal. You know, I, I mean, I'd be dancing. I'd be, you know, doing all kinds of stuff and spinning around. And he probably was. He's like, this is working out. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden, a little bit of seawater splashes him in the face, and he realizes where he's out, and he let doubt come in, and he sank. And the thing is, is that when, when Yeshua calls you to something, you got to realize that you do have the spiritual authority, that you do have the grace to be in that, that situation, to walk on that water, because he desires to call us out to it, but not an assumed jump off the boat and walk out there, okay? So... That grace is there, but that covering can leave as soon as we allow, we don't restore our souls like we talked about this morning. When that doubt becomes part of our heart, you're going under, okay? Am I, am I making sense here this morning, like, or am I just being funny? So, to continue with my story here. So I turn around, all these people are coming, so I start to speak to this, this thing of hopelessness. I start to speak to this, this, this spirit that has plagued this county. And uh, for those of you that are new here or that, that don't know, uh, we have found, um, we read an article recently uh, coming into this whole idea of, uh, of evangelize Bay County, redeem Bay County, that, um, that I'm, I'm just going to say re- from now on, here you go, I'm redeem Bay County, because it's what... Apostle used that terminology then, and it is about evangelism in a way, but it's really the end result there is redemption of Bay County. So 
If I say redeem, understand that it's still that third deal that Apostle had called us to, okay? So um, and that came from Hope and, and Sandy, I believe, and all of you. So thank you so much for that revelation there. But um, so uh, um, tra- train of thought. Here we go. Chicka, 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 chicka. Hopelessness. And so we are speaking to this spirit of hopelessness. And I came out there on that, and, and I'm, I'm just built up and excited and like, oh, my gosh, all these people are here. And Yahweh started to say, like, I told you not to do that. I told you not to send a text or, or just basically let your heart go there. You know, and so, and he said, like, look, I, I promise you, I told you, I called you to this. You have no reason to doubt or worry. If it was two people out there, you're here for a purpose. There's a reason for it. And so I get out there and I dig my, my feet into that sand. I start to speak about that I had, I grew up here. This, that's how it started. I started to talk about, I grew up here. I've walked down this beach with my, with my wife and talked about our dreams and our visions and hopes. And I, and I said, every time that I'm on this beach, what I always do is I look out on that horizon and no matter where I've been in my life, no matter how I've felt, there's something there on that horizon where, where, where the sky meets those waters that, that changes me, that, that restores my hope. It blesses me. It, it's, it's incredible. It's because it's my land. It's where I'm supposed to be. And so I started to speak to that spirit of hopelessness, and I said that this sand, I was picking up sand, I said that this sand would put out a frequency that would call hopelessness to itself so that when someone comes out there that's feeling hopeless, that feels like they can't make it, that they come out onto that land. And they look out on that horizon, they see the same thing and feel the same way that a son that was raised in this land feels when he gets there. And that is hope. And that is that Yahweh is an amazing God, an amazing creator, and I have all the hope and purpose that I could ever need and the grace to walk in it. And they'll go from this 12-step program of how, of how not to kill themselves. I don't know if I finished what I was saying, but uh, Bay County is the third highest suicide rate in, in the state of Florida, um, and we're speaking against that. It won't be next year. It won't be, it'll be lower than next year after that. It's going to come down because we have the grace and authority to be in this situation. But I said, I said that, uh, I said, but they'll go from, a, instead of being on a 12-step program of, of how not to kill themselves, of how to gain hope and happiness, they'll go to the two-step program of our redemptive Christ, which is from death to life. And you know what happened? <laughs> I am not by nature all into the, I'm into the prophetic, but I don't really see things that way. I'm not necessarily a dreamer. I don't know the numbers. And, you know, it's not really where Yahweh uses me, but it, he lately has put that on me in some ways. But what has happened is what's so obvious and so amazing is that while I'm up there speaking, while we're out there worshiping, these dark, dark clouds of that storm that was supposed to come stops looking out on that horizon just stops across there right behind us and is looking, peering out on that horizon. And Yahweh said, there's your hopelessness. You called it, you put the frequency out. Now watch this. Two rainbows. Two rainbows. Not just one, but two. And I'm not talking about gay pride rainbows. I'm talking about the promise. Don't try to take what Yahweh put on this earth and try to pervert it and swerve it and do whatever. I'm talking about his promise. 
You see, because Yahweh works out of a promise. He doesn't, he's, not, he's not swayed by, by circumstances, and he's also not swayed by time. I talked to Chris after this, uh, the, when we were in this flow. I told him, like, listen, don't feel like you have, to, you have to cater to me unless I say, like, we have to do so. Like, if you feel that flow, like what was happening this morning, and I believe it's coming into a continuation through me right now, I still believe that flow's here and that we're tapping into it, even if it's not music and everything else. But if you feel that flow, go for it. You, we need to learn that we are not here for a church service. And if you get in this mentality that we're going to worship, Release the kids, preach, rinse, and repeat. You're missing it because my goal is that Yahweh, Yahweh does what he wants to do through Holy Ghost in this place. No matter how that looks, no matter who that comes from, it doesn't have to come just through me. And I love that, and it's glorious, and it's awesome. But the promise, that's how Yahweh works. So, so we get in these places of like circumstance. I was talking about time. That's why I said that. Timing. Like, don't worry about the clock. It's 12 p.m. If you have to go, <laughs> amen, amen, because I'm not trying to grow a church. I'm trying to build a faith. I'm trying to build hope. I'm doing what I'm called to do, and so are you. But we as people come in this place of like, of, of, you know, Yahweh, I, 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 it's not seeming like it's going to be okay, I promise. But, you know, the, things didn't turn out the way I thought, no, 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 I promise. Like the creator of all is promising you things. And if you're close enough to his heart as the priest, then he starts to call you into that water. He desires to call you, but not before the relationship, not before he can trust you in the secret place. Not before you're willing to set yourself apart and go to Orlando and say, I don't care if this seems weird, and I could spend my summer hanging out with my friends and doing what we do, but I desire a relationship with the Father, not because mommy said it, not because daddy said it, not because my apostle said it, not because the man down the street is walking in whatever. Like, I desire it for myself. I want to know you myself, because if I'm in that place, if I walk in that, then I walk in the greatest most awesome grace of spiritual authority that I could ever imagine. And that is where we're coming to as a people. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Come on. Come on. Chris, can I have the musicians come up here? You know, it, I think it's Galatians that talks about there's there's kind of two ways that you can live, and you can live by the works or you can live by the promise. And I just see, I see this thing of like, uh, you know, there's things in our lives, in my life, and, uh, the, and things that, ha- that, I, that, I, uh, that I've already experienced this, so I'm not just telling you this, but there's like a breakthrough, and you know what your promise is, you know what you've been told, you know what you're supposed to be at, you know that, that he's called you to this thing out of a relationship that you've had, but you have not seen that breakthrough. And you want to know whenever I got breakthrough is when I stopped worrying about the breakthrough. And I started worrying about the relationship. Because sin takes you away from that relationship with Yahweh. It takes you out of that covering of grace. 
So, so anything that takes that away. So if you're focused on that breakthrough and it's taking you out of that, Yahweh's not down. Like, that's not good. Like, the breakthrough comes when you're focused on one thing, one thing, and that is living a life dedicated completely to him where you walk in the anointing of his presence every day. Every day. My relationship with my wife is ever-increasing. It's amazing. We do go from glory to glory. We walk through things that are hard. We walk through things that are great. But through all of that, our relationship is built. And our faith in each other, and our faith in our family, and our faith in Yahweh starts to be restored every single time. And we move to greater things. And it's just, it's what, it's what Yahweh desires for us. That's, that's the vein I'm in. That's the vein I'm in. That's, where I, that's what I'm trying to, I, wanna, I want to inspire you. I want to provoke you. I want to pull you. I want to beckon you back to the garden relationship like Yahweh is doing himself. That's what I hear inside myself. So if you're worried about my agenda of how we're going to do this, what we're going to do, I don't care. And I don't care what I have to say on a Sunday morning, whether that be a Bible story you've heard 14,000 times, or if we sit here for worship Yahweh in just this. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And it's going to be awesome, and it's going to call the hopeless to, the, to these people of hope, and it's going to be incredible because Yahweh has set us apart not to look like everybody else. The foundation's still here, people. We're not trying to be relevant. Y'all stand with me, please. I want to read one more thing here. And this is for someone. I don't know that it necessarily completely relates to uh, what we're talking about this morning, but then again, yes, it does. And it's one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 62. And uh, I'll read it, and then i got to say something here. But it says, I am standing in absolute stillness, silent before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. I guess this does go along with what we're saying. Only God is my Savior, and he will not fail me, for he alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me as my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God. So why would I let worry paralyze me, even when troubles multiply around me? God's glory is all around me. His wraparound presence is all I need. For the Lord is my Savior, my hero, and my life-giving strength. Join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell all your troubles and pour out your heart's longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. And I, uh, I remember this story of, my, of my, my grandfather, my papa, Al Cobb. And it was, uh, it was when uh, I was a kid and I was playing soccer and, uh, and we had gotten to the, the final tournament, the final, uh, the final game. And, uh, and we got into what's called a shootout. If anybody knows about soccer, basically you get five players up from each team it's to decide the game, and the best of whoever scores on the goalkeeper, you, you basically are right in front of the goal, and you, and, and, and you get a shot, and the goalkeeper has a chance to block it, whatever. It's not that far away. So it's kind of a, it's just kind of like a duel of the death, so to speak. 
and I was the last player. And I, and I, I was, as a kid, like, I was really good at soccer. It was my thing. And my, and my papa and my Mimi had come to see us that day, and I had family there, and we get into the final moments of this game. And it was all on me. I was number five. They had missed one. If I make this, it's over. It's over. I have a, the moment is right there in my hands. I get up, all the expectation in the world, and I choke. I kicked it right to the key. I mean, I, and, uh, and, he, and he picked it up, and I immediately hit my knees, and I was just, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was going to keep us in the game. That was the end. Like, if I, if I miss, we're done. I miss, and I hit my knees, and I just, it meant everything to me at that moment. Like, you understand, as a kid, like, those things are huge. And I just saw myself scoring. I knew it was going to happen. It was so expected, and I just hit my knees. And my papa ran out to that field, which is, this is kind of a moment that in the time was like, oh, I'm embarrassed by this because, I, you know, I'm okay. But I was, I was crying, sobbing on the field. My teammates were disappointed, um, and, and, and everybody was going. The other teams rejoicing, and my papa comes, and he wraps his big arms around me. He wraps those big arms around me, and he says, son, you get another chance. It's okay. You were amazing today. Come on, get up. And he picked me up, and I'm crying, and I don't want to get up. I don't want to do it. I, I, I failed. I was supposed to win this game for my team. This is what was expected of me. This is what was supposed to happen today. And he wraps his arms around me, and he says, you get another chance. Play again, son. You're amazing. I love you. I was so impressed with you today. And it just makes me think of the wraparound presence that Yahweh is, is giving us these days. I feel him. I feel him. I hope you do too. I hope you see that this is a new day, that this is a new time, that this is a new anointing, that there's a new grace on this thing, that we can walk in spiritual authority that we've never walked in before. And it's beautiful and it's awesome. And Yahweh, we love you and thank you for it. And we will not forsake this time. And we will not build a monument to yesterday's revelation. And we will not keep our eyes on the past because you are beckoning us into the water, back to the days that we walked with you in the cool of the day in the garden. And we desire that as much as you do, Yahweh. My heart's cry is your heart's cry. Let there be no dichotomy there. I don't need an in-between. We love you, Yahweh. Amen. I just want to, I want these guys to play.